Welcome to Straight From The Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Rashel, hosting this show with my good friend Bryce Olden. What's up, people? We're back in the building for episode 19. Uh, before we like to get it started, now everybody knows recently I've been doing the whole you know pick a song thing to replace the shout out stuff because once again, I just I couldn't come up with anything funny. Once again, I've gotten lazy with it again, and I decided to outsource that, that job. So first of all, you get a shout out to um, my friend Callie for she will be picking the songs for us. So her music taste is way better than mine. It's not more vast than mine. I need to make that perfectly clear to her. But it is better than mine right now. So I give a shout out to her for picking the song. The song of the day will be uh, Bitch Please by Ice Cold Bitch featuring John Matt. It's a nice, cool listen. It's a very low key kind of song, chill song, you know, something to smoke, to drink, to whatever. Anyways, what if I, what if you don't do any of that? Oh, you can just drive around. It's a nice driving song too. But uh, shout out to her. If you want to follow her, it's on Instagram. Follow her at Lewis underscore Vatine underscore. Thank shout out for Cali. But that's the song of the day. High school bishop featuring Jamet. Bitch, please. But let's get into it. All right, we're gonna start again in the NBA as the, the playoffs are continuing and Boston has closed out the seven game series against Toronto. To now they will be facing the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, no semi-finals. And the the Lakers are 3-1 against the Rockets. They'll play later tonight. I imagine the Lakers will close it out. hope the Rockets win, but they'll probably close it out there. And Denver did get a win over the Clippers, and so that is now a 3-2 series. But we're going to jump right into what we've been doing, and now the futures of the Raptors. Yes, sir. Now, just to mention, that the Bucks lost and the Toronto Raptors lost, the 1-2 seed. That's the first time it's happened in a while. I didn't get the information on that. But both the 1 and the 2 seeds in the Eastern Conference Finals are, or in the Eastern Conference are out. So that's interesting. Um, but the one and two will probably face each other in the Western Conference Finals, which is, again, interesting. But Raptors, um, playing well even after losing Kawhi Leonard, but they were already a good team anyway. Um, got a lot of young guys, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, a lot of these young guys that are coming up. Kyle Lowry's kind of getting old there. Um, but he and, and to mention that then, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and who else you were mentioning uh, before Marcus the fight? And Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka's contracts are all up. Personally, for me, I think they need to re-sign Lowry. Lowry's getting kind of old, but I think he's he can bring a good. I think they need to bring somebody in that he can mentor, because Kyle Lowry still has enough. I don't know energy in his step. He's he's still got enough energy to I think where Jason he can, yeah, where he can where he can play another season or two full, but he can also mentor somebody else. To me, kind of like. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder. Not not necessarily, but oh, wait, I'm sorry, he was on Hawks first. To me, like a Jeff Teague, Dennis Schroeder. Not that they were both like, they're not Kyle Lowry level, but I think Dennis Schroeder definitely learned a lot and is now a better player because of that, mm-hmm. because of playing with Jeff Teague. And Jeff Teague was an all star, so right. I'm just saying something similar to that. I think Kyle Lowry can. That's the only way I can take. <laughs> just because Dennis Schroeder's gotten good pretty quickly, and, yeah. and, and not that Jeff Teague is any. You know, on the level of like best point guards in the NBA, but right, the fact right, that he right. wasn't all star, I just think I think Schroeder, also being out of country player, learned a lot. Yeah. But there's you you can talk about you know any of these players to, you know I, I you know, there's a, there's a lot of other guys that are mentoring. You know, Jason Kidd to Giannis, um, Kobe to Giannis as well. Kobe Bryant has helped a lot of a lot yeah. of young guys as well. Just veteran, team, he'll, so. he'll, he'll Steve bring Nash, veteran leadership. Yeah. Steve yeah. Nash, Gordon Dragic, he'll, he'll right. bring veteran, veteran leadership. Right. So. And I think I don't. Th- I think it's just a, a minor setback. They they lost the seven game series. I don't see this as anything drastic. They do need to get some better players in there. I think because last year was. I mean, not that Fred Fleet and Norman Powell are bad, but Norman Powell's been kind of off lately. 
And I just think they need a little bit more firepower. But Siakam's going to get better. Serge Ibaka, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Serge. He's getting all I think maybe there's somebody else they could put there. He's a good shooter, though, and I respect that. But maybe he's more of a— He had a great—he he played well in the game seven, too. Yeah, maybe he—but to me, maybe now he takes more of a bench one. Maybe they could find a different forward to put there. So, and Marc Gasol, needs, to me, needs to retire. Not that he can't play more, but I don't know. I think he's got—you know, he's got a ring now, and I think he's got a full career. So I have a different outlook on on Toronto for a couple of reasons. One, I think they are a team in transition. Um, like we mentioned, a lot of those guys' contracts, a lot of their older players' contracts. What, uh, huh? what kind of transition, forward or backwards? Backwards. Um, I don't see them competing. I don't see them being better enough to compete with Boston going forward. I think Miami continue to get better. Milwaukee, if John stays will get better. I, we, all, we, are, we know what's coming in um, out of Brooklyn. I don't see them getting anybody in free agency coming up because people normally don't go to Toronto for free agency. No offense to Toronto. It's a great city. But they don't know snag anybody. I don't think they will either. Um, so, so they got a lot of decisions to make. Um, we hope Siakam takes that next step. But it's possible that he's maybe as best as a number two. He did not impress me at all in this playoffs at all. Um, I do feel like Siakam has something missing. Not that because because again stats are one thing, but the like I said, the it factors something else. Like he he uh, we don't know. He, I guess he'll keep growing. But yeah, so he's he, only he may in the be, second year, really. Or, well, on this stage. On this stage. Yeah. So he may be a number two. We don't know. Um, Powell was hurt for most of the year, but I think, like, like they mentioned on the broadcast, had Powell not got hurt, he was in the conversation for possibly being six down in the year. So I disagree with that take. I think he played pretty well this season outside of the injuries. Well, the, the, um, I was just saying that the, the, some of his some of his playoff games have been a little more disappointing production-wise. That's uh, all I'm saying. I understand he was injured. but Van, Van Vliet, that's the big one. Do you pay Van Vliet? Because here's the thing about Van Vliet. As good as a player he is, and he is good, and he was magnificent. Great shooter, phenomenal shooter. How much money is he asking for, and how much money is the market going to be for him? Because you don't want to overpay for, you know. A non-all-star. Right, right. And we keep, we're seeing, and, and nothing against that he couldn't be, but he's not an all-star. Right. And, and I'm sorry, that title. Having that saying on your name means a lot to the, to the league and to, and to your career. And we're seeing contracts be given out to guys who are non-All-Stars. And we're seeing it's not working out for most of these teams. Buddy Hill is getting paid a lot of money. Zach Levine's getting paid a lot of money. And their teams aren't doing anything. You don't want to hinder your money to guys who – mind you, they've at least a completely different conversation than those guys because he has helped lead – you know, has helped been a – Right. He pissed me team. off in the conference finals against the Bucks. So – but you don't – it's just – it depends how much money he's asking for. If he's asking for too much, then I say let him walk. Um, I, I agree with you. I hope Kyle Lowry retires as a Raptor. Um, I think he. I think he's earned that right. And I think he's that. done well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I'm think glad he's got a – I'm happy he's got a ring. I think they should sign him. They should keep him. He did – he played pretty well in that game seven. So, you 16 know, points. He fouled out, but, you know, that was, that was tough. They're not uh, – they're going to have to hit on the draft coming up. They're going to be picking it in the back of the order for these next couple of drafts. So, but that doesn't mean they can't find somebody. That's so. right. It doesn't mean they can't find but anybody. I, Powell was a good – was a yeah. good little pickup. Yeah, Siakam was a good pickup. And so. I don't know if I would say they're hitting backwards. It's going to be tougher. The Eastern Conference is getting harder, I think. Yeah. But like I said, I think – so however you want to take it, whether this is backward or forward, I guess I didn't really say. Mm-hmm. I just think they have a lot of guys that can do some mentoring to maybe help a future Raptors team be competitive to see how to see how things go. But I agree with you in the free agency. I don't see a ton of guys saying, I, I, you know, I'm going to Toronto. So 
yes, Giannis is not going to Toronto either. Presuming he leaves the Bucks, which I don't think he will, but I don't see them snagging, like you said, any big free agent contracts with anybody in again. Yeah. I also uh, I also don't know. The reason why I don't think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go backwards is because the chances of like Ibaka, right? Ibaka most likely will get taken away by a more competitive team. Brooklyn may bring him in. You reason there's a lot of interest in the, Ibaka? Yeah. Especially the way he just played in that game seven. Uh, the Lakers may bring him in. Uh, it's a lot of teams who are going to be looking for a defensive big who can move, who can shoot the ball. It's a lot of teams that can use him. So I don't see him staying in Toronto. If, you know, he, I think he would want to, but I, I think he may get a little bit more money from somebody else. Um, same for Marcus Saul. I think he. I think he. I don't think the, his tires are done. I think he may end up in Golden State. To be honest with you, really. Uh, so he can kind of play that Bogut role for them, which would be a better version of Bogut, actually. So I, I don't think those guys are done. I just. I just think they'll be better served in other areas, and I think Toronto may take a step back next season. That's just me, though. What do I know? I don't know, Bryce. You've been wrong a few times now lately, as of late. So I'll, I'll take I'll take my W's that I've had. Hey, ghosts exist too. I'm sorry. Say ghosts exist too. Okay, well. Me being wrong, that, that exists. It's rare, but it exists. Let's get to it. Now we're gonna actually. Now, obviously, the Western Conference because it's been a little more competitive. They're behind the Eastern Conference by about a, I guess not too much, but they're they're behind a few games. So. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Eastern Conference Finals right now a little bit just just because when the Western Conferences we'll give it its time, but Eastern Conference Finals the fifth seeded Miami Heat unfortunately and the third seeded Boston Celtics we're gonna make a pick. Bright, take your what's your pick on that? I got the Celtics in six games. Uh, I just think if it's just based on pure matchups, right? Just pure matchups. Mm-hmm. Kimball Walker can go can score bucket for bucket with Dragic. I'm uh, in fact I think he can get a bit, a bit more buckets than Dragic. Um, as far as the best player on each team, at this moment, at this moment in time, I like me personally, I like Jason Tatum more than Jimmy Butler as a player. That does not mean Jimmy Butler is a bad player. It does not mean he's not a top twenty <laughs> player. I just personally would prefer. Jason Tatum over Jimmy Butler for the simple fact is I know that from opening tap to the final quarter, Jason Tatum's going to be there every quarter. And I and I know Miami got away with Jimmy Butler not needing to mm-hmm. be as, you know, present in every game. He would, you know, he pop up in the fourth quarter, close the game, we'll be out of here. Oh, nice. I, I don't think they're going to get away with that in Boston. If he does not show up game, quarter after quarter, game after game, like he didn't, like he didn't do against Milwaukee – then I think, you know, that's going to hurt them. And I just like the other guys for Boston more than I just like for Miami. Obviously, everybody knows I'm a big fan of Adebayo. I'm a big fan of Harold. I expect him to continue their performance. In fact, Adebayo should have his way with most of the bigs for um, Boston between the, you know, Dane Tice, Robert Williams. Yeah. He should have in his canter. He should have his way with them. Adebayo should have his way with them. But I just like Boston a little bit more. Plus, you know everybody with the guy Jalen Brown. I'm just going with them. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to pick Heat in seven. Okay. Um, I do think Jimmy Butler needs to have a bigger role, but I still think maybe a, at least – I don't think he needs to, you know, drop 30 every night. I think he definitely needs to score more than 13 or 14, but I, I'm okay with him at 18 to even 20. I think they have too much firepower. 
uh, with the Bucks, who had the best defense. Obviously, they didn't play it very well, but the fact that how well they can hit shots, I do think Dragic's gonna have a harder time scoring, which I think is why he's gonna go seven games. I think Kevin Walker is a. I wouldn't know if he's a better defender than Eric Bledsoe, but he's not. He's not. You don't think he is? No. I just think he's gonna. I think he's gonna work him harder on the defensive end. As Walker's going to score better, which is going to make Dragic a little yeah. more tired, which will make Walker look better defensively. Is what I'm saying because yeah. Bledsoe was not making anybody. He wasn't. Nobody was afraid of Bledsoe getting 12 points a game. Right. So I think that you know Dragic may have his hands full work wise, but I still think he'll, he might continue his 20 point play. But I like I said, I think he's going to have to work a lot harder for it. So it'll be interesting to see him tested stamina wise. I'm not saying he can't do. It. I just think he's going to have to. He's going to be. He's going to be working a lot harder, which might take the games to go a little bit longer to seven because he might lack production in certain parts when they may need him. Depending on how they run their offense, though, if they maintain that shooting, Crowder and Hero, the way that they are able to get open, lack of rotation on the Bucks. but I think similar problems will happen with the Celtics because they, they're they a lot bigger than they are than the Heat. Like Tatum, you know, he's 6'8". Uh, Jalen Brown is 6'5", I think. I, I'm 6'7", right? Six, yeah, so I'm interested to see how they react on the pick roll if they play more... They're bit, they're fast moving guards, but I'm interested to see how big they'll play if they're going to leave these guys a little bit more open than they should. They switch a lot. So yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Also, I've noticed going over under the screens because the Heat do a lot of pick and shoot. So if they can't figure out that rotation, if they're going over screens, they're going to be on the drives and these kickouts. So I think they have a lot of firepower. Everybody on that Heat team can shoot, minus Jimmy Butler from three. But even then, he's still been mainly hit those shots, and they're really good at drawing fouls. So I think there's too much firepower on them. And I think they honestly do have an advantage defensively with Autobio. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we didn't really get to see Kendrick Nunn play in the, in, the, in the semifinals. So, if he steps up as well, I think they're going to have their hands fall offensively. So, I say I say Heat in seven, though, because the Celtics are playing very well and they've come up in all of their games that they need to. So, And, and it should be noted that the Celtics, this team outside of Walker, has been in this spot before. Like, they played in a game seven Eastern Conference Final against LeBron James a couple years ago. So they they they've been in this territory before. Well, so they not not this, everybody. Tatum was there. Brown was there. Well, that's right. They beat the Smart Bucks. Smart was forgot, there. I forgot. Like the people who matter, the people who are gonna be on the floor the most, they were there. So this 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 stage is is, is nothing to them. Most of the Heat people. Oh, I forgot. Didn't outside I? of maybe Myers Leonard because he went to the West Coast Finals last year with the Blazers. The rest of them and Haslam's on the bench, so I'm not counting him. And Butler's never been to the conference finals either. So most of them, this is new territory. Yeah. Oh, for them. I'm sorry. Shout out Jimmy Butler, first conference finals in, yeah. in his in his career. But he has played a good seven game series against the six against Toronto last year. That was a heartbreaking moment. So I'm saying Butler has had pressure before. Yeah. And they did just beat the best team in the league. So um, I didn't think they were the best team in the league. Well, record wise, they were. Yeah. But so. It does mean something. It means that they had the best record in the NBA. I mean, that, that, that's that. I'm just saying, you want to play that game. That's a very dangerous game. We can literally go record for year, for year, for year. And I can tell you, hey, you see that team with that record? You see the Hawks? Do you think the Hawks were the best team in the NBA that yeah, but you all say that. You the, can the, lie on the air and say you agree with that you thought they were the best record team in the year that late. But we, everybody picked the Cavaliers to come out of the East. I get that. So, hey. I, I, I'm not debating that, but 49 first seed teams have won the NBA Finals, which is, I mean, so number one seeds do lead in that category. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, there's nothing wrong saying that. I'm saying they had the best record. So they were. They just beat the best team. So I'm saying, obviously, they wouldn't be represented that, but they had the best record. So I'm just saying the Heat should be feeling pretty high in themselves. Coming off that, I just hope they know that this is still a battle because the Celtics 
have been a good team for the last couple of years, despite losing players and getting players. But this is now, uh, to me, a well, they're, they're also a well, better orchestrated group. They've been with each other for three or four years now. Yeah. So the chemistry is good there. I just think the Heat have firepower, and I think they've built off some, you know, they've all taken to the work hard of Jimmy Butler. So that'll be interesting. And also, uh, shout out to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart has been balling. And that block at the last game was yeah. was, was huge. So if, if he continues playing the way he playing, then I think that he definitely had a handful because he his ability to just just like Crowder, his ability to to be a threat, right? You gotta you gotta go out there. You gotta challenge Marcus Smart. Yeah, he's he's not known for a three point shooter. I disagree with that. I think he's just a shot maker. You mm-hmm. he, he may not be his thing, but if he's open on the three, he's gonna hit it. So yeah. I don't I don't know why some some people have that speculation that he's not like. Let's see, a dangerous threat, but if he's open... But he was never a great shooter, even in college. But I think now he, he is. Was a great but I think he is now. He definitely yeah. is a good shooter now, and he's a good defensive person. Oh, yeah, he definitely um, is. And, and also, shout out to... Uh, I'm sorry, who, I can't remember his name. He, hit the, he missed both free throws yesterday. For who? For the Celtics. That, that, that was a chance the Raptors had to come back. Uh, I think, was it Williams? Oh, which... Uh, he's a rookie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the lockup on uh, on Fred Van Vliet. Fred mm-hmm. Van Vliet should have gave the ball up, and he was determined. Then he, I'm pretty sure he blocked his shot. Oh, yeah, that little heave at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what Fred Van Vliet was thinking. You got to move the ball at that point. I forgot his name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know boy, it's Williams, but... Gregory? No. Something Williams. He, anyway, he's shout out, out to... Oh, wait, he's out of Tennessee. I shout out to him for that defensive play. That was, that was huge. He's SEC player of the year, too. Yeah, he they, did. They he, you did miss both free throws, which is a bummer, but shout out to the defense making it up on the other end of the floor. Yeah. And now we're going to move on now to the baseball world. And baseball has started to make bubble plans when it comes to the playoffs. Obviously, I, you know, they can't do it, or they didn't choose to do it with their teams. A lot, I mean, a lot more players in some of these leagues, but they didn't do it for the regular season, but. Postseason does they have bubble plans? Did you find the name, Bryce? Yeah, Grant Williams. It was killing me. I had to find his name. Shout out to Grant. Shout out to Grant Grant Williams for his his great defensive play against Fred Van Vliet. There you go. Now let's go back to back to baseball. Now we're gonna move on to baseball and their postseason bubble plans. Um, They are making two locations. They're gonna have California, and they're gonna use Dodger Stadium and Petco Park as as of the moment. This is very premature for kind of to talk about it, but it's September twelfth. And the season ends on the 27th. So they do have – they're going to vote on it, of course, which, you know, that will be interesting how their votes go. But the season ends on the 27th, which is about two two weeks away. So they need to start coming up with some ideas. And Dodger Stadium at Petco Park. So San Francisco and – it's listed as Southern California, but San Francisco is not really Southern California. But Petco Park and Dodger Stadium is looking at it. And then – I don't know about Petco Park. In San Francisco, yeah, they're, they're looking at those ones for postseason play. No, I'm just saying because of what's going on in Northern California with all the fires right now. I don't know if that's yeah. feasible right, well, now, right I mean, now. I mean, it's a little more towards – it's a little farther away. but um, And then they're also looking at the new stadium, the Rangers' new stadium in Arlington, mainly to host the World Series there, but they might just use the American League there and the National League in California. So there's still some toss-up about that, but they may save that for the World Series. Um, so um, the fact that if they can complete this season – uh, Robert Manfred, if they can complete this season, they'll save a billion dollars for baseball. That's what's up. So that's a big deal. I, uh, and, I, I mean, just I'm guessing that's with TV and everything else. Yeah. I like them in Texas. I think instead of being in California, the meat should probably move to um, maybe Arizona. I think I like that better. I, I know you 
because everybody knows about what's going on in California right now. The, you, if you were in anybody who's in San Francisco, I don't know quite a few people in San Francisco. The air quality right now in San Francisco, the atmosphere is very apocalyptic. It's orange. So I don't know right now if that, because the fires are happening as we speak. Right. So I don't see them. If it, if it stays like how it is right now, there is no way they're going to be able to play at Petco Park. Um, you know what they could do is whoever the top two seeds are, you could play their host, but then you would have to wait for they, them. I mean, they, right out. Yeah. Maybe Arizona. I think they should maybe try Arizona and Texas. I don't mind, man. But I don't think, I don't think they should do California, personally. Just right now. Just right now. L.A. is fine, but... The Bay Area, Bay Area, no. I mean, they have San Diego, too, the Padres. Yeah, could do San Diego. So, could do San Diego, so and, that's California. A, and that's a nice field, too. Yeah, Southern California. They could definitely go down there. Um, I like that, though. I like – they probably should have did a damn bubble in some form of fashion. Right, a, a, a mu- multiple season. cities. Maybe yeah. multiple cities. Maybe five-team bubble. I don't know how you would have did right. it. But them doing a bubble for the playoffs, I love that idea. Um only thing that's gonna suck is it's probably gonna like I don't know how they're gonna like the scheduling of the games. You're gonna pass some. They may end up having some a lot of day games. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Uh, but it seems like baseball's keeping their schedule of October. You know, October postseason, yeah, which is for nice. Sure. So um, Robert Manford made a comment on the 21st in an interview that saying that they've been far along in the discussions of a bubble, and he says it's a lot more workable in the postseason for us, given there would be fewer teams. I agree. He added that attempting to use a bubble format during the year could have caused a serious problem as logistics were too complicated. I agree with the logistics, but I disagree with the fact that it wasn't possible, like you said, because we've seen multiple teams have luckily been able to maintain the fact that there wasn't a just a complete Major League Baseball outbreak of yeah. the of the COVID of COVID because the Cardinals had it. Um, what was the other team? Marlins. Marlins were wrecked by that. Yes. Um, there are some other teams that I'm forgetting them right now. Um, the some other teams that had it, so and they canceled some games, so that that's interesting. Um, and we'll give you a little bit more on who's you know coming with that playoff breakdown later as that comes along. Uh, owners still need to vote, so that'll be interesting. Now this is a little bit different story, but it's still regard still with baseball. But Justin Timberlake wants a team in Nashville, Tennessee. He has joined the movement for that. Um, he, that's his home state, of course, and he shares a comment that he goes. I'm thrilled to be involved in the movement to bring a Major League Baseball to a great state of Tennessee. I believe in Music City's, I believe in Music City Baseball's vision of linking baseball and music in a unique way to unite and entertain people. I'm excited to help generate awareness throughout the community as we share our vision for bringing MLB to Music City. Bryce, thoughts on Justin Timberlake and that? I guess just maybe not on him, but the thought of bringing baseball to Nashville. Uh, you know what? I... So when it comes to expansion, I always there are some cities you always just overlook, and Nashville is one of them. Even though, like I, we talked about off air, they have a football team, they have a hockey team, there, and they have a hockey team. The Predators are there, so Nashville is a city you never it, for whatever they just don't come to mind. We think of all right, where is the next team we can we, we can put it? Kind of like basketball, in St. Louis, unfortunately. Right, <laughs> but Nashville is a growing city. It's actually a pretty great city. I like that. I uh, I think it's not bad, but like we were talking about off air. I, they may have the baseball will probably have to do a two team expand. It can't. I don't think they're just gonna bring one team in. They have to bring another team with Nashville as well. So like I said, Las Vegas, um, Portland. I don't know some other cities who who maybe are claiming for a team. Uh, maybe another Canadian team. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I like that. I like I, expansion is always fun, right? 
Spanch is always fun. Always has a twist to the league. Always a twist to the league. Uh, it's always cool. So, you know, maybe and maybe instead of, if I'm Justin Timberlake, maybe it's, instead of expansion, maybe just snag one of these other teams, like the Tampa Bay Rays. I know the Tampa Bay Rays have had plenty of talk over the last couple of years of them possibly leaving. Yeah, bringing somebody back, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. The fans don't show up there anyway. Sorry, my brother lives in Tampa. Sorry, bro. No, the fans don't go to those games anyway, and they have a great team right now. So, if, if I'm Justin Timberlake. Do they, do they have a Canadian team? Well, we're, right now, they just have the Blue Jays. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm the saying, the, Ray, the Rays and the, yeah. the Rays are a Tampa, but I'm just saying like you could probably maybe baseball wants another Canadian team. I'm not sure, but I, their best bet besides just expanding the team is probably just snatching the Rays from Tampa. I don't think Tampa could put up much of a fight against Nashville anyway <laughs> if they really wanted to. I don't think I think they're probably cool. Like I said, Tampa has a good team right now with Blake Snell and Tyler Glass now. They're balling. So uh, if I'm just that, that's the route, Music City movement, right. that's where I would go. But yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm hyped for it. Yeah. Um, speaking of the hype, though, the um, moving on to the NFL, the Dolphins are not hype about um, showing up for the national anthem or the um, what's the other anthem? What, what did you call it? I don't know. Lift, lift every voice the same. Yeah, lift every voice anthem. So, or uh, yeah, lift your voice the same. Whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry, I did not get the pre. I did not check that yet. But the Dolphins are playing not standing or even coming out of the locker room for the anthems. The Chiefs, um, Texans, they play, by the way, 34-20 shot Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, no picks. Oh, before we go any further, let's reverse course back to the anthem thing. No, 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 no. Uh, that, 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 was, that was on it. I was no. just shouting out Patrick Mahomes with two touchdowns, no picks. They beat the, they beat the Texans. Okay. NFL is here. Okay. Um, they did stand, so there was no issues there. Right. But the Dolphins have um, oh, by the, they're also one let 13,000 people in their stadium, aren't they? Something like that. Yeah, 13,000. Every fifth seat, Bryce. Um, they're they're planning on coming out of the locker room or standing for any of these anthems. Right. Bryce thought on that. Uh, so, I think I, I hear what they're saying. Um, they don't. They're they're one of those teams who are beyond. I hate when people say this, but they're beyond kneeling or whatever. They say they want to be a part of the charades, the smoke and mirrors, as far as standing out there holding hands. They feel like that's not doing anything anymore. Um, they feel like that that's not getting anything done. They want action. I don't blame them. I want action as well. They want legislation, and so do I. And they just feel like, you know what? What are we? Because like they don't want to go out there and should we stand for this one? And do we sit down for this one? Do we kneel for this? Do we kneel for that? Like they don't want to be a part of none of that. They just say, you know what? We'll just stay in the locker room, and then we'll come out and do our thing there. I'm not mad at that. If that's your choice, that's fine. Um, as long as they're still actively in the community trying to voice change, then I'm okay with that. If they just yeah, stand out there because they, they don't want to be a part of this and they just don't want to be a part of this whole conversation in general, I would have a problem with that. So we'll yeah, see. And, and I think that goes for all sports. Uh, that The people start to make these changes, okay? Like you kind of been saying with basketball, one, two, Cancun. Once you come back or if you don't go to King all, we want to see it now. Now that you're out the bubble, you can take it to your home city now and make these changes, especially Milwaukee with what's happened uh, up in Wisconsin recently and, and, and really every city. Um, I was just kind of shouting that out because I was recent um, for Jacob Blake. But these players need to start making those actions now because there was a whole controversy of playing in general, NFL, even with the NFL and, and MLB and – you know, walking with their with the protests and them, you know, basketball suspending their play for you know two days. I want to see them take action now because they are big, forceful leaders. Michael Jordan didn't do that when he was in the '90s. 
Um, you know, that wasn't really his kind of area. But now that everyone's called to it now, I think that they sport athletes have a chance to make changes because they are very influential people, okay? Um, I'm wearing Nikes right now, okay? I got Kyrie. I have some uh, Kyrie Irving fly traps on, okay? He's an NBA player, okay? I have a Kevin Durant shirt on right now, NBA player. So you're not really wearing anything like that. God, I got a Dennis Rodman shirt on. I couldn't see that was Dennis. Okay, he's got a Dennis Rodman shirt on, but... um. I'm just saying he's not league anymore. But regardless, swag is, swag is vicious, right? I, I'm just saying, I understand Bryce follows the league a lot. So there's a lot. I'm just saying they have a lot of potential to influence a lot of people. So um, Dolphins, yeah, I just hope I just hope, it, I hope they take the appropriate responses beyond just this. Because not playing isn't going to do it all either. Well, you mean not coming out for the – Yeah, not, not doing – that's one piece of it. Like you said, definitely the community. Let's, I want to see people step up there. Yeah. In, in every sport, but yeah, Dolphins are not gonna come out for the anthem, so that'll be interesting. And uh, now the moving on to the, now this isn't necessarily a sports story, but um, actually, I'm sorry. Do you want to do the picks? Yeah, tell me for the games. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm kind of convoluted today. Um, I've had a long I've had a long work week, but we're gonna we're gonna make picks for the because the NFL. I'm sorry. Let me let me let me liven it up. The NFL is here, everybody. Like I said, the Chiefs did play the Texans. They won. But the NFL is here. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this NFL season. I mean, yes, I'm a 49er fan. So you might hear me make references to them being in the Super Bowl last year. So I have big hope, high hopes for the 49ers despite the fact that we lost the running back, the three-headed dragon. But um, the NFL is here. here, And so Bryce is going to start us off with the AFC picks. Bryce is a Broncos fan. So he's going to take the AFC. I'm a Niners fan. I'll take the NFC. Bryce, give us the laydown of the AFC. Okay, so first up, we have the Jets and the Bills. Now, as everybody knows, the Jets were a laughing stock last year, especially with Sam Darnold getting, you know, mono. And also, they lost their number one receiver in Robbie Anderson, and Jamal Adams was traded to Salt Lake Which we've talked about. So they don't really have – we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not a big believer in Adam Case as a coach. And the Bills are coming off a great season last year. Josh yeah, Allen, they're a good team. Absolutely, and their defense is legit. So I'm going to go with the Bills in that game. I'm not giving you a score because Bryce doesn't give scores. Uh, the next game we is we have the Browns versus the Ravens. I'm a Browns fan. I mean, by Browns fan, I mean I'm an OBJ fan. And as an OBJ fan, I'm naturally a Browns fan. So I, my heart, my heart tells me that to pick them over the Ravens. And they did split with the Ravens last year. That should be noted. They did split with the Ravens last year. Played them pretty well um, last year. I think Baker Mayfield has a comeback season. Hopefully he's, he, he calms down with all those commercials and puts more you know action on the field. And we'll just see. They just they just signed Kareem Hunt to a, another two, a two-year deal, so they're going to have that nice backfield with him and Chubb. So we'll, we'll see. So I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. I know I just said all that crap about the Browns, but Lamar Jackson, he's the reigning MVP. I'm not going against him. I think he's going to run rough shot. All I, and I agree with that. I agree with that. I think this is a smart pick because uh, I would pick the Ravens too. Next game is we have the Colts and the Jaguars, a.k.a. a game that no one's going to watch except Colts and Jaguars fans, and there aren't many of those. So, they're, they're look, I, I do have high hopes for the Colts this year. So the Jaguars are in that weird space right now of are they tanking, are they not tanking. They've pretty much sold everything under the sun. Besides, you know, the bleachers, everything else, they just been selling. You want this player, you can have him. They just, Ngakwe just got uh, traded. So th- there's just not much. Leonard Fournette was released. So I think 
in this game should be a quick, a quick and easy blowout for the Colts. They got Phillip Rivers. They're expected to compete. That division, the AFC South, is up for grabs. I'm not, I was not impressed with what the Texans did on um, Thursday, so I got the Colts winning that game pretty easily in a blowout, although I am a fan of Gardner Minshew. The next uh, AFC game we have is the Dolphins and the Patriots, a.k.a. the first debut of Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform of Bill Belichick. I am curious to see how that looks. Again, they're playing the hapless Dolphins. The Dolphins are in that weird stage where they're just waiting for Tua to take over, but Ryan Fitzpatrick has been named to start it as of right now. Fitzpatrick is a – he can hold down a fort for a little while. So it just depends which Ryan Fitzpatrick we're going to get. We're going to get Fitzmadrick, you know, the Fitzmadrick, or Fitztragic. We're, I'm not sure which Ryan Fitzpatrick we're going to get. If we get the Fitztragic uh, one, it's going to be an ugly game for the Dolphins. If we get a legitimate, you know, shootout in this game, that's possible. But I'm not no dummy. I've been going against Belichick for the last two decades. I've been wrong every stop of the way except those two giant championships. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots in this, and I hope Cam Newton has a comeback season. Next, we have Chargers and Bengals. I think if anybody knows, you've been watching Hard Knocks these last couple of weeks. The Chargers have been on there. I've actually, that's actually, Hard Knocks actually made me a fan of the Chargers with Bosa and Ingram and Allen and Coach Lynn and even Tyrod Taylor. I'm, I'm never really a fan of his, but he's been showing up as a leader on, you know, for the Chargers. And they have high hopes. I know they just lost Derwin James, but they still do have a good uh, defense overall, especially since they brought in Chris Harris Jr. from my Broncos in the offseason. So, and the Bengals, they have Joe Burrow, so we're going to see how he plays in his first game. And they did sign Joe Mixon, but I'm rolling with the Chargers in that game. And then let's see, we also do have for the Monday Night Football game, we have the Titans and the Broncos. My Broncos just lost Von Miller for what is going to be most likely the rest of the season. And me and Chubb, we're getting Bradley Chubb back, but coming off the ACL, we're going to slowly bring him back so he's not going to play that many snaps. And I said it to me, mm, this game could go either way. The Titans, it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be right, a good game. The Titans obviously have Derek, the, the man-grown child, the monster Henry, who just got paid. And he may run roughshod over our team. They did just pick up Jadavion Conley for the defense. Yes, and I do like and I do like their quarterback. Um, Ryan Tannehill. I do like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we'll see. So if we can get some pressure on Ryan Tannehill, make him, you know, kind of nervous, turn, turn into Ryan Tannehill that he was in mm-hmm. Miami, we may have a chance. Don't think that'll happen. But, but if Derrick Henry, Derek Henry can't be gets contained. let lose or runs for 8,000 yards and against the first game against us, then they're going to get us Denver out there quick, fast, and hurry. <laughs> so I got Titans in that game. Okay. Um, yeah, I play Titans. NFC, we're going to start with the Seahawks and the Falcons. Interesting matchup. Um, I do pick the Seahawks win that game just because um, he's a monster. The Falcons have kind of, you know, to me, gone backward a little bit. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, but the way the Seahawks play with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson wow, um, I think they'll win that game easy. I think they'll win that game easy. Uh, Bears and the Lions, interesting. Um, that's that's a. The Bears have named Trubisky the starter over Nick Foles too. Based on the defense, I'll pick the Bears because this is football is a really big defensive game. I mean, the, and, I mean, maybe Trubisky won't throw in many picks, but it's it's the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, with it still Matthew, is it still Matthew Stafford? Yeah, yeah, and Matthew Stafford. but they haven't really shown anything. They had one good year where they were like five one to start, but that was millions of years ago. Um, back in like the Jim Harbaugh days of the 49ers, so that was a long time ago. So I'm gonna pick the Bears on that. Um, Packers and the Vikings. It's a good game. I'm, I'm gonna pick the Vikings. I think I think the, I think they'll do it. He had a good year last year. Went to the went to the. Uh, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, Kirk Cousins. He lost the game to the pack to the Packers, but I think he'll I think he'll win I think he'll win that game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not to mention, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but I think he'll win that game. Eagles in Washington. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I just don't like Washington because uh, it's the Washington football team. I just want to see them lose every game this year. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. It should be noted in that game that the Eagles have been decimated from an injury standpoint. Their starting running back, Miles Sanders, is out for that game. Uh, Wentz has been nicked up all offseason. He's been sitting out in and out of practice. Half their guys have been in and out of practice. So, well, no, I, you're right. Philly should win that game. There isn't, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't a lot necessarily surprising from Washington though either on their side. But they have good defense. They have good front four. Yeah, but I think the Eagles win that game. I actually do think they will, and I want Washington to lose, but I do think they'll win. Uh, Raiders and the Panthers. They will go Panthers. Really? Yes, I think I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Wow. Okay. I like the Raiders, but I'm not sure. I, I don't believe in their hype yet. As as good as, as much as you know they've been kind of feeling it, the Panthers. I'm gonna pick the Panthers to win that one. I think it's gonna be interesting. Interesting start to the season there. Hmm. I do. Um, I got Oakland in that game pretty easy. I think Oakland should blow them out. We'll see. Um, and then let's see. Uh, sorry here. Uh, Buccaneers and the Saints. Game of the week, pretty much. I think it'll be the Saints. I, th- I still see. I mean, Drew Brees is a monster at 41 years old. So, and not to mention Buccaneers, we. With Tom Brady there and all the assets, I don't know how it's going to mold quite yet. I think they'll definitely be a good team, but I think it's going to take a game. I think it'll take three games for them to really. Not that they might not win games, but to see that on the field, to start start to see that reflect on the field. I mean, I, I don't know how they're working in practice, but to me, it'll take two games for them to reflect on the field. Not to mention the Saints are just a really good team, and they have to me the best wide receiver in the game with um. I want to say he's the best receiver. Not know his name. Michael Thomas. My, Michael Thomas, and so I think I think they'll perform pretty well, and they have good they have good assets around Drew Brees. Forty Nineers with the Cardinals. I think the Niners will take that game. Mm-hmm. Um, should be should, should be pretty easy. Cardinals haven't necessarily been really. Maybe an easy game. I think it'll be an easy game. I, I I'm not impressed by the Cardinals. Not that they don't have a good team, so they'll make it competitive. But I think we'll win by. I guess might be easy. I think we'll have a two touchdown. I think we'll win by two touchdowns, fourteen huh. points. That's okay. what I think. I don't know about that, but all right. Um, Cowboys and the Rams. I think the Cowboys will win that game. Mm-hmm. I da- agree. Dak, I like Dak Prescott. I like Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott more, but I think they'll win that game. And shout, Cow- out to, shout out to Dak Prescott this week for coming out and talking about um, the anxiety and depression that he's faced since his uh, brother's tragic suicide from a couple months ago for, for announcing that publicly. Shout out to him and to, and to anybody who, who mm-hmm. came out and talked reckless about how he shouldn't have said that publicly and he should have kept that inside. Be quiet. Anybody who knows anything about mental health and all that type of stuff, it's just not good to keep that stuff in. And in fact, it's actually harder to, to say that publicly because you, you, you look weak. Right. Or people think you look weak. Um, and him being a football player for the Dallas Cowboys, quote unquote, America's team. Right. I think that uh, was pretty big for him to say that. Same, but, so shout out to him for that. But go ahead. I think the Cowboys win that game. And the Steelers and Giants, I have Steelers just because I'm not impressed by the Giants. Yeah, Steelers should win that. <laughs> and, and we will get the return of Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe yes. he was knocked out all of last season. So we'll get to see well, what he looks like. He's getting old, but he's, still, he's, he's, still, he's, still, he's still Big Ben, though. And we'll also we'll get to see if – we don't know what Juju Smith-Schuster for the Steelers is. Is he a number one receiver? Is he a number two receiver? We have no idea. And if you can't get off against this godforsaken <laughs> New York Giants secondary, then you ain't getting off on nobody, period. So this is a good game. To, I, just want, I know what I'm getting from the Steelers defense. I know what I'm getting for them. 
TJ Watt and the crew. I know I'm, I'm expecting big things from them, but from the offensive standpoint, that's their biggest hole. So we'll see. But you're right. The Steelers should have to win that game. All right. And then I'm sorry. I, I this is this is so this has been a I'm sorry. I feel like this has been kind of a spotty episode with the topics, but we're gonna jump back to the NBA real quick. We've got to talk about. Um, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. We can do how. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I feel like I've been a little tuned down. Bryce has been doing a good job. I feel like I've been a little lethargic today. I apologize. But we're going to get to something a little more controversial. I think that's another thing. Is This has just been news. Mm. Now we're going to get into controversial subjects. So okay. maybe say the best for last. Um, Daniel House. Oh, yes. Has been kicked out of the bubble. Kicked that out. Rockets team, which I hope they get away, but they probably won't, with that, especially without Daniel House. So Bryce, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that, um, your name. Daniel House invited one of the bubble um, attendees, I guess, uh, one of the one of the COVID the COVID testers, into his room for an extra um, th- for a thorough testing um, because allegedly he was allegedly th- he was doing a thorough test. Um, you don't think he should probably shouldn't been doing a hotel room. There's only one reason she was walking up in there, right, Bryce? All right, uh, you guys. That you would know something about. All right, you guys can use your imagination. <laughs> So this is what I don't understand about this thing with Daniel House, right? So let me get this straight. So the NBA tells you, hey, you can invite people the family. to the bubble, right? right? You know, you're telling me you couldn't, you know, allegedly would just right. He's denying all, right? all accusations, by the way. We're not sure exactly what He's out the bubble, though. He could have so. been sick. <clears throat> you know, maybe he needed another test. Who knows? Um, so you telling me you couldn't, you know, pull out the little black book, you know what I mean, go to the other side of your phone and be like, hey, I'm a little lonely in the bubble. Can, can you come down to I the think it was. I thought it was only restricted to the family. No you could have hey, pretend. Hey, you could have been your cousin. It's my, it's my cousin. You know, okay. my, 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 you know my, my, my god sister. Whatever. Those kinds of cousins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> five times removed. You know what I mean? You come to the bubble, but you kick it with your boy. You tell me you couldn't do that day you house. You had to get one of the COVID testers. Hey, man, I didn't see what you look like. Maybe she was just too fine. Man, look, again, and we don't, maybe he thinks we don't know what took place, look, people. it's 3-1. Maybe he just thinks it's done. Yeah. But it, but remember, look, it, was, it was 2-1 when it happened. He's missed the last two games. That's true. So, but anyway, anyway, so there's there's allegations that 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 Daniel House invited someone to his room that shouldn't have been that shouldn't have been happened, and like I said, we don't know, but you know, we obviously think well, what did happen. He's denied all allegations, but guess what? He's out the bubble, and it's kind of a moot point at this point. But the interesting thing is, the Rockets gonna be out the bubble with him real soon. So right, but the interesting thing is, is this is not the first time that we've seen issues happening now with players and you know other people. You know, with the Seahawks, we saw him got released. We already know what happened to baseball. Lou Williams had to get those wings at the strip club. So I don't. So we we've seen that there, there have been issues, less issues than I did anticipate. I mean, that's only like four or five. But I mean, that's just. But you you know focus on basketball. You're almost out of there. You could could have possibly won that game. I I think it's just a blow for the, at, to the team as a, in a chemistry standpoint to say, look, man, like we like we we're still competing. We need you. You're a starter, so I just, I think that's a, just a bold move that, that didn't plan out. So it, it was two things that I thought about when I heard about the Daniel House news. The first thing in my mind was, if I'm a teammate of yours, we're gonna have some problems once this once we got this ball. Absolutely. We're gonna have some problems, fam. We we was the series only two one. You were a starter for our team. We could definitely use you. Great three points, great score. And you decided Dude. to pull this selfish moves. Yeah, we we gonna we gonna have to meet. We are gonna have to have some issues. And believe it or not, the second thing that popped in my head was Chris Paul. Let me tell you why. You cannot convince me that Daniel House would have pulled this slick move if Chris Paul 
was his vet on the team. You're not convincing me of that because Chris Paul don't play that. This shows me that the fact that he thought he could pull this move and get away with it, this shows me that the, whatever leadership that or lack thereof that exists with the Rockets is pretty evident. Because you're not convincing me that on a – you're not convincing me nobody on the, the, the Heat would pull that move, nobody on the Thunder would pull that move, nobody on the Lakers would pull that move. I'm not buying it because LeBron James, Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, they ain't playing that. But Jimmy Butler – I mean, but James Harden, Russell Westbrook, the Brody, the Beard, mm-hmm. they cool – you know, you know, uh, James Harden is a reserve guy. Russell ain't reserve, but but he's not. Necessary. But he's never been known as a um, as a leader. You know what I mean? He, you, know, that, you know, that's just that's just a fact. I've never heard people may say he's a leader, but I've never lead what you led, led to what. Um, so that that's an indictment to me against uh, James Harden, Mike D'Antoni, and that whole Rockets organization. Is there's no there's no leadership within that organization, and the fact that he thought he could pull that move. In the playoffs, lets me know, all right, Rockets, it's time to go ahead and vote it up. So I, I, I thought of Chris Paul when I first saw that story because I'm like, wow, he thought he could pull that move with Russ and James Harden on his team? That lets me know he didn't care. Like, all right, cool, I'll get away with it. That'd be all. That'd be yeah, that's what, it, what made me care, but it, it just shows that he didn't. Again, he's denied all these. Um, so there, there may be an investigation on that, but I think it's pretty crystal clear in the bubble. There's not a lot to get away with, so I'm pretty sure they're pretty sure that if they're going to kick him out of the bubble, they had a Pretty clear answer. Yeah. And the last thing is, this wasn't as, like I was alluding to, this isn't really a sports story, but it's, re- it's relevant because this is our 19th episode of our first season of our podcast. So there's a top sp- podcast leaving Spotify. Mm-hmm. Bryce, details. So, so with me, like I said, it's our 19th episode of podcasting. Well, I just said that, actually. I know. That's why I said reiterating. Okay. And if all goes according to plan, we'll keep doing this for a long time to come. And if anybody knows that, the biggest thing when it comes to like owning something, intellectual property is, like I said, it's ownership, right? Right now, this podcast is ours, it's our baby, you know, and it would, it, it would, but for real, it is, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, it, it, it means a lot to both of us. So, for someone to say, hey, like to throw a bunch of money at us and be like, hey, uh, we'll give, we'll offer you guys a certain amount of money, but only thing is, from here on out, we own your podcast. You can't make any money off of it. You can't really license it out. We can do that. You know, it would be we would feel some type right. of way because at that point it wouldn't be we wouldn't have any more control of it. And that's what happened with this this situation. The Joe Budden podcast, one of the most popular podcasts on YouTube and on Spotify, was the consistent number one podcast on Spotify multiple times from the from their time being there back. I think they started there in 2017, 18. One of the first big podcasts to jump to a streaming service. Um, so to see how, you know, Spotify tried to pretty much music industry them. And by music industry, as everybody knows in the music industry, people sign these contracts. And, and the recording studio is the, is the big guy. Right. And they own nothing. They don't own the rights to the songs. They don't own the rights to, you know, the, the right, the lyrics, nothing. They, the only one they, they don't feel royalties, like they don't get anything. Publishing, all that gets owned, their masters, by the label. So, so Joe Budden, who everybody knows, he's a former rap artist. So he had previously been in the music industry. Knows how that works. He knows he he had he pretty like this put in perspective. Joe Budden was, had a song called "Pump It Up" that came out like 2003. He did not get out of his publishing deal, mind you. He started in Def Jam by early 2000s until two years, three years ago. 
2017, 2018. That's a long time to be under a contract. That's a long time for somebody. That's almost 20 years. That's a long time for somebody to say, we own. That's about almost as old as I am. <laughs> right. And right. think about it. For, for a career, right? For a career. Anybody that's in a career for 20-some years, that's a nice chunk of your life. Yeah. And for somebody to say, hey, for those 20 years, we own everything that you pretty much do. And you can't, and you're gonna be, and you're gonna be making five cents on a dollar, and it, and we will make the rest of the ninety-five cents. Come on, man. So, I saw that, and it just it made me think of where our future is because I'm somebody like I mentioned on this podcast numerous times, like I mentioned to Eric. I've been wanting to do this since like 2013. So for me, it's 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 my it's my you know my end game as far as like you know my way to kind of like. My escape almost this podcast for me, you know. Like, let me let's talk about sports, which I love. You want to do what you want to do, right? So when I when I read that, I was like, man, they tried. They really tried to, because this podcast industry is booming right now. It's money to be made in in it, right? right? Absolutely. So it, it sucks that something that's cool and pure or was is it's now it's getting convoluted. Now people want to right, you know what I mean? Now hey, her, we'll give you this X amount of money. Yeah, it is, that third. And that's just always the situation. He's been through that before. He's like, I'm not going to take that again. So, that I mean, bummer for Spotify. But, hey, man, I mean, kudos to him to say, you know, I'm not going to, like, succumb to this. Like, you know, I don't know if there's more money or less money involved in that. But just, like, no, this is my thing. Like, like especially the fact that it's a podcast. Like, come and, on now. And it also teaches uh, about knowing your worth, right? Just because, and this is any life situation. Just because somebody slides a check in your face doesn't mean you have to take it. We all know everybody's situation is different. You know, we all got bills to pay. We all got family, whatever. Right, and it's hard to turn down right, money. Money, but you also have to realize you got to think long term. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Could I take this money now? Yeah, like right now, somebody's like, "Hey, we'll offer you this amount. You know, this X amount, hundred thousand dollars for, you know, a hundred episodes straight from the horse's mouth." We might be like, "All right, cool." But they also say, besides, but not only do you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that. We own this, we own that, we own this, we own that. And in between that, your podcast is going to have to put ads in front of your podcast as well. So it's like, okay, $100,000 for all that work. Now it don't, it don't sound like it's equal now. Right. Now I'm going to maybe get $500,000 now because mm-hmm. now the work I'm putting in and the money we actually got to make off that ain't adding up. So I respect anybody. And I'm not sure what the, the full story because obviously there are three sides of the story. Joe Budden, Spotify, and the actual truth. Um, but it it, 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 it touched me because I was like, we could very well, and I hope so. I would love to be in an opportunity. In a better role that we have to pick, you know, money versus, right. you know. But I would love to be at a point where we are so popular. Right, to where, like, someone goes, hey, I'm interested in, in, in you guys to bring us on our platform. But there also comes to a point where, you know, integrity comes into play. You your worth, it, you can't change it. your value. You know what I'm saying? Because I would hate for us to, to sell our soul for this podcast for you know two bucks on a dollar, and in three years into a deal, we're number one. You know, for sports podcasts, but Spotify, but you know, whoever you know, whoever we decide to link up with is making you know tons of money, and we're over here like student athletes. Like, damn, I guess we screwed up. So you know, it just made me think about that. You know, come future because I think it's relevant for us. All right, and that's going to wrap it up today. Again, share this with share this with everybody that you know. And you get all your best sports information here. You can follow me at Eric2320, um, Eric Bra- uh, Facebook at Eric Bradley Radishell. Follow me at Brian Bradley 
Bryce Odin on Facebook. And follow me at Bryce S F H M Podcast on Instagram. And this is all straight from the horse's mouth. See ya. Peace.